Welcome to this week's Camp Adulthood and the Resident Youth. We are super excited to have Hannah Caldwell with us here today to talk about her job as an associate social media media editor at Bustle, who, and she's going to tell us all about that publication. And then we're going to dive in first before we bring Hannah on with some of our hot topics. Yes. Still sounds really lame, but we're just going to go with it. We like it. Because we're working on it. we got to work on our if intro. If anyone has a better name for the Hot Topics, yeah, please. Yeah, Hot Topics is inspired Let by us know. me watching The View with my grandma in 11th grade. I mean, I love it. Um, so our first Hot Topic. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with Vice Media. They I have, am familiar with Vice Media. I'm a big fan. So they have a cable channel now yes. called Viceland, and I've been like all about it. And they have a new show called Jungle Town, which is basically Jungle Town. Okay. And it's basically this guy named Jimmy, and he's like the CEO of the town. He bought a bunch of land in Panama, and he has interns, he calls them. Like, he has staff who are, like, paid by him, and then Mm -hmm. he has interns, and he has, like, investors and stuff, and he bought up all this land in the jungle in Panama, and they're basically trying to start a sustainable city from scratch, and Vice is filming it. So it's a bunch of these, like... So it's like Survivor meets, um... Like The Apprentice. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So they're trying to start this town and make it, like, functional. So they have, like, people who are into design, people who are into business, people who are into agriculture mm-hmm. and, like, recreation, like, all of these things. And it's all a bunch of people that are, like, college-aged all the way into, like, their mid to late 20s that, like, pay money to be interns. So, like, the staff are paid by... They're, like, professional people who are, like, they have PhDs or, like, are farmers and stuff. And then they have all these, like, young people. They pay $5,000 a term. It's a 10-week internship. And they go and they lend their expertise and, like, they learn from, like, the PhDs and the professional people. But then they also do, like, a lot of work for the town. Okay. And, like, the big struggle of the show is, like, should you be paying for an internship when you're doing all the work and be, like... Like, how successful is this project really going to be? Because the show basically depicts, like, they're at the beginning stages, and there's not really a lot built. Well, I mean... And basically, basically the question... I mean, you can watch Jungle Town, we can talk about it more, but my whole topic is, like, paid internships. Like, what... If you're paying to work for someone or you're mm-hmm. paying to learn, because they call them interns, but they're basically taking a class from these PhD people and from these experts to learn the craft, mm-hmm. but yet they're doing a lot of work and like all the ideas that they create on site are going to be used by this for-profit company. I have yes. several thoughts. Um, my first thought is I was just reading about a very similar experiment that was done in the UK, also to be filmed, I think, by the BBC, although don't quote me on that. And basically they filmed it and they released like four episodes and then it disappeared. Uh-huh. And the people who went inside to this, this you know, community. This area, yeah. Yeah. They have no social media. They have no contact with the outside world. So some people have left, but some people have um, stayed. And it was like a really popular show for the first four episodes. Um, and now like people want more, but there is no more because That's they stopped filming. Because yeah, Jungle Town really has only aired, I think, four or five episodes. Yeah. I think it's going to be a full season, but because I've done some research, I think the company is still going. Yeah. But that's really interesting. And then in regards to Jungle Town, I think as long as you know what you're signing up for, that you're paying money to go down there and work, I, I don't think that there is anything unethical about that. That only becomes unethical when you are not 100% clear on what the parameters right. of your 
that's part of the struggle of the show is these kids are like we thought the town was going to be much more built and they're like we want to learn about sustainability and Mm -hmm. we thought it was going to be more developed than it is but Mm -hmm. really they're like on the front lines Mm. and like jimmy the ceo is like that's really exciting like you guys can create like this town that's going to be revolutionary and like he has a bunch of people from all over the world that are looking at this and his whole thinking is when you want to be the at the forefront of that mm-hmm. and all these kids are like well we paid five thousand dollars to be here and all of our ideas that we create you get to keep as intellectual property and we're doing a lot of manual labor and like a lot of the practices that they have are not sustainable right now because it's obviously costly and labor intensive i feel like so i think part of it was like false advertising obviously it's the middle of the season so we'll see how it but I feel like, did these kids not have to sign these complicated contracts? Well, that's the thing, because I'm like, Vice is recording it. Yeah. So, like, obviously these people know that they're on camera. Like, mm-hmm. Jimmy knows, the company knows, the yeah. people, the kids know. Yeah. I mean, they're not kids, they're, like, 25-year-olds. Children. They're out of college. Like, a lot of them have masters and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they know, they knew. I think they just thought that it was going to be much more, like, utopian. Like, we're all in this together. It's kind of like... They thought it was going to be, like, their ideal of a city when really it's a bunch of, like, huts in the jungle right now, and they're building it. But that's... You can't just, like, expect the utopia... Unless the utopia... Unless the parameters were that the utopia is already built, but it sounds like those parameters were never outlined. Like, the parameter is that you are part of building the utopia. Right. It's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I kind of think, though, anyone who pays money to do manual labor is a a little bit of a... A bing bong. Yeah. Yeah. A bing bong. All right. Hello and welcome to our first guest interview at Camp Adulthood in the Resident Youth with Hannah Caldwell. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. We're very excited to have you. Um, So Hannah, would you like to introduce in your fancy title what you do at Bustle and anything else? And a little bit about your life in general and why you are considered a millennial. Oh, okay. Um, My name is Hannah Caldwell. I graduated from NYU about a year ago, and I have been working at Bustle for full-time for almost a year and as an intern before that. So I am currently the associate social media editor, and previously I was the fashion and beauty intern, so I have um, a beauty background. I did a lot of beauty internships all through college. I had eight internships in college, which is... That's obscene. Like one a semester. Okay, guess how many internships I had in college? Zero. That's great. Maybe I, one. Like, did you have like a summer job though, or were you just like chilling? Yeah, babysitting. Oh, okay. So you didn't do a summer internship between junior I did and senior year. One internship at a newspaper that still basically used like a printing press. I'm not even kidding. So <laughs> that's kind that's of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. NYU has. I was in my major was media, culture, and communication (MCC). Um, so it's a media major basically. And yeah. and if you did not have an internship every semester, people were like, "So what do you what are you doing? Like what?" Oh <laughs> Like, why? What do you, what else do you do? And like, I felt that way. So yeah, I had an internship summer after my freshman year and then every semester and every summer, except for when I was abroad until I graduated. And they've always been in the media, um, like editorial space or what? Always in either editorial or beauty, usually both. So it was, um, a magazine, a print magazine in Connecticut, a home and garden magazine, which was really fun. fun. Was my first internship. Um, a wedding website called Loverly, which is oh, a, st- yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of um, Kappas have worked there. I don't know if we've talked about Kappa yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <here's> sorority. 
We meant we mentioned that we were in Kappa and that's yeah. We're not ashamed also of it. We're going to do a whole episode on it. Yeah, so Maddie and I yeah. were in Kappa together at NYU, and so a lot of our sisters from there also worked at Loverly. I did Loverly before and after I was abroad. Um, I was at... What did I do that summer? Oh, that was lovely. And then I did... Um, I'm, I'm going to say them out of order, but it was makeup. I was at Makeup Forever, so I was a marketing retail marketing intern there. I did Cosmo and Seventeen at the same time. Oh, I was boy. a beauty oh, intern. Yeah, that was wild. Um, it was right after their sort of pseudo-merger. So it was a kind of interesting time to be there. Um, I did Nest Fragrances, which is a, a home and personal fragrance company, which was amazing. Got a lot of free candles. Oh, Love that. Um, I did Marie Claire, and I was a beauty intern there, and then I did Bustle Fashion and Beauty. So okay. it was always either editorial or beauty, sometimes both, which is was purposeful. That's what I wanted and to do. And what doing. is the job of a beauty editor exactly? <laughs> so I'm not, a, I'm not a beauty editor. I'm a social editor. But if you had, if if I I had, been had gone editor, that way. Um, and I could, I, I, I want to be one day again. That's still sort of my, my, my long-term love. Hannah, I love let's just a paint story. a picture of how beautiful she is. And her <laughs> eyeliner is always on point and she has amazing nails and the most beautiful skin blushing. I've ever seen on a human being. Thank you guys. You're commenting, not to give yeah. away any secrets, but we were just at a sorority function where yes. you're supposed to come with oh your natural God. beauty, but you're, yeah, you're I mean, basically not supposed to wear makeup because, because, you know, beauty beautiful is on anytime. the inside. Yes. And I forgot and like beat my face <laughs> and I have like a full cat eye and I showed up and I was like I am That's so beautiful. sorry you'd be like this is just you know tattooed like, on it's great it's fine um yeah so beauty editors um our beauty editors at Bustle is sort of what I'm most comfortable speaking to because I don't want to you know overgeneralize the, yeah. the, the job but um they do a lot it's a lot of for a digital company for our company it's it's editing it's a lot of literally editing stories that their writers create and it's giving their stories, giving their writers the stories that they're going to write. So it's, they follow along and, and social editors, we also help them, like, what's trending online? Like, what's the w- newest, weirdest thing that someone's blending their foundation with oh, the these sponges. days? I know how you feel about the sponges. I don't like sponges. They make me, we Even were just like makeup sponges? I can't touch them. <gasps> you can't touch them? They make me so upset. Beauty oh, no. blenders? Yeah. <gasps> I have to use a brush. Sad. I used to just use my fingers, and then the girl at Birchbox yelled at me. Well, I use a brush. So. <laughs> I just don't like... You have to wash the sponges a lot, or else they do get gross, and I'm just too lazy to wash them. So I do use a brush. Yeah. I'm with you there. But I have a new silicone blender that I'm trying oh. to... Like, it's... That might be a good happy medium. That might be. Yeah. I'm very happy with the, the brush. So I, love, I love using yeah. brushes. I think it... It's, it's, it's I think if you're done. using, like, a lot, like, thick makeup, you need yeah. the sponge to really actually blend it, but... I tend to do a light for the everyday. Look. For the everyday, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So it's it's editing the stories that their writers write. It's it's pitching the stories. It's keeping you know pulse on what's going on. New launches. What our readers are going to care about. Our audience is going to care about. And it's also going to events, um, beauty events, learning about what's coming up. Meeting. It's a lot of like working with the PR reps for the companies. Um, I actually got to go to a lot of events when I was beauty intern which was really fun especially as an intern that's I was like, awesome um, and I'm very lucky in the social work that I do social work <laughs> the social, social media, media work that yes. I do um, I have been able to do a lot of beauty still which mm-hmm. makes me personally really happy because I have knowledge and passion yeah. for all of that so I still get invited to a lot of events I only go to a handful of them because since it is not my primary it's not a part yeah it's not a part of my primary job i can't like leave in the middle of the day to go hang out with l'oreal but if it's like an after hours thing which it often is or like later in the day i'll go so yeah it's um but 
I'm trying to remember like what was maybe different about I think when I was an intern I wasn't as like on the pulse of what my bosses sure. were actually doing necessarily day to day except my yeah. maybe my direct boss who was the beauty assistant um you know they help the director with their scheduling and all of that but it's editing you know they're editors and they're it's a lot of just like keeping up with the trends <laughs> So now you're the assistant social media associate. Associate, yes. sorry, <laughs> that's fine. different. Associate social media <laughs> yes. editor. Um, and what is what does your day to day look like there? So I am in charge of Instagram stories and Snapchat. Um, which, for those keeping track, Instagram stories launched in August, and I was hired in. It's a very like new it's very phenomenon. New. I was hired in. I was hired in April, and I started in June. So pre Instagram stories. Yeah. B I G S. Were you doing just plain Instagram before you did the Instagram stories or no? I, so I was hired sort of as just an extra, our social team is four of us. So it's my boss. She's the deputy social editor, me now. And then we have two West coast social editors who they, we have, I think 12 Facebook pages, which is that's crazy. That's a lot. That's a lot to maintain amongst four people. Yes. Um, well, so it's not just, we also have an app, the bustle app, which you should download in the app store. Um, that's wonderful. That has um, all these streams and like the app is great. It has push notifications of like everything you want to know. But they, a lot of the app editors help run some of the Facebook pages, the like special interest Facebook pages, I think is what we call them. I, don't, I may have made that up. But we have like a Bachelor fans Facebook page or yes. a Real Housewives. <laughs> Maddie's Facebook like, I'll page. run that for free. I actually ran <laughs> that over the summer and it was so fun. Um, but so if the app editors run the Bachelor stream in the app, they can also run the Bachelor Facebook page because it's a similar kind of idea. So mm-hmm. our social, my, the social editors run, my boss runs the main page, and then my two West Coast coworkers run, like, the feminism page, the 90s kids page. Oh, that's um, I think sex and relationships and health and wellness are the pages that they run. And then one of them runs the Twitter, and, like, they all sort of are focused on that. So I was hired sort of as a, like, we just need more help. Like, there's too much going on, and so I don't... I don't know that it was super clear like what I was going to be doing right away and it changed a lot as things always change when you're hired um so at first I was doing snapchat they really wanted to be building up snapchat and we were doing more and more on there and like just trying to bump up all of our content um and then I was running the bachelor page so and then they hired a new app editor so she took the bachelor page over on she took the bachelor page over on a Friday Instagram stories launched that Tuesday and we were scheduled to start a new Snapchat series on that Thursday so instead we launched on Instagram stories so our my wow. job changed that's crazy from the, like <laughs> in a week completely like flipped on its head which I was I was like I didn't handle it well at first I'm, I the way <laughs> that like I handle, <laughs> whenever things like come to me even if it's just an email of, like, a thing I have to do, like, yeah. in addition to my normal stuff, for the first, like, f- let's say five minutes, if it's a small thing, maybe two hours if it's a bigger thing, I'm like, what? Like, what? You know? <laughs> I don't know. How, how am I going to get all this down? Like, what's happening? How? Instagram stories? Like, what is this? What about Snapchat? Like, I don't want to Snapchat. Stuff. I mean, I have an Instagram, and I like Instagram, and I have no- I don't even think I've looked at an Instagram story. <gasps> I'm offended. to do it. My personal Instagram story I work really hard on, too, so I can't believe you don't watch that. My personal Instagram story is the dog. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, but, like, when you open... Maybe I have an old version of the software. I don't know. (laughs) Hannah's giving me a look. Continue. She's like, I know where this is going. (laughs) Please finish. So, like, I I scroll through my feed, and those are, like, the pictures, but then, like, the banner at the top, you have to click through the stories. So they're not... The stories are not interspersed 
with your picture well, feed, right? Or a no? new feature that they launched. So there is the a last... new feature. So these are sorry, this is terrible podcast content. I'm just looking at my phone. No, that's okay. Um, that's okay. Up at the top, the bubbles are yeah, the the stories. Bu- that, that's like. But the what they ba- added is when you're scrolling through your feed. I made that meme. Um, <laughs> next to someone who has a story live oh, right now, there's a okay. little. So when you're on their normal feed, like, and they posted a picture or a video yeah. next to their name on, on their icon, there's a little rainbow circle, and you can tap that and gotcha. watch just their story. Okay, and then I'm going to do that feed. now that I know what that is. So like watch it. mine and Bessel's. And oh my gosh, this person has the same wine we're drinking. Oh my gosh, wow, that's, that's pretty good. I bought a bottle of wine that says "Family Time is Hard." <laughs> and relatable. <laughs> we're drinking um, it, and it was on. It was, on, feed it was from on Instagram. It was real. Yeah, so so I started running stories, hit the ground running on that. Um, we, as far as I know, not like fully quotable on this, but I think we were the first company to start Instagram series, which is pretty cool. So, um, oh, sorry. No, go on. Why? Just for readers who are not familiar with Bustle, sure. tell us a little bit, our readers, our listeners, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, tell us a little bit more about the publication. Sure. Is it print and online? Is it? It is a digital publication. Digital publication. Digital only. And who is it geared towards? It's um, for millennial women. It's a millennial women's website. So what is that now? Like 20 to 36? I 20, think 38, so, yeah. Something around there. Yeah. 20s and 30s. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, I don't know, general interest. <laughs> we have news, lifestyle, entertainment, I mean, fashion. I mean, like any other media company, I feel. It's right? like, like the general, like the subjects that you guys cover. It's yeah. not just like beauty or like tabloid stuff. It's like the full range of interests. Totally. Yeah. Our news coverage, I think, is really great. And I think that's one of the things that sets us apart. We also have, so we have fashion, beauty, and books is our last one, which is cool. We have a whole cool. vertical of books content and not everyone has like devoted books content which is very exciting um it's our smallest like we only have we have one books editor and like she's the whole books team she has writers of course but she is books she is all that is books Um, and she you know we sort of lump her in with lifestyle a little bit so she's not a a lonely island but um yeah we have i think as a reader even if i were not an employee of the company i think fussell is really fantastic content i I can say that even though i didn't know about the instagram stories until today (laughs) i do read the content Um, it's great and like i don't really have a hand directly in the content i will sometimes say this is a thing that our readers would like please write a story about it yeah but i don't i did write when i was in i have written but um i I read, you know, I consume it. I, when I'm not at work, I'm, like, reading there. I'll, like, look up a question that I have in a bus article pop Does that up, make you like, feel like you can never escape work, or do you No, I it? love it. I think if I didn't like my job, maybe I would feel that way, but yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. So cool. <laughs> like, uh, how helpful that a bustle article is here oh to assist God. me. <laughs> now, what I thought was really interesting when I was looking at the bustle Instagram mm-hmm. this morning, because mm-hmm. I'm prepared this yes. week, um, <laughs> Is that it wasn't like links back to the articles? No. It, it was like all unique content mm-hmm. and a lot of like fun reposts and just yeah. general interest stuff. So, is that something that you guys talk about on the like? Is is that a specific choice that the editorial team Definitely. has made? And, yeah, and why? So our Instagram is a meme account. Which yes, I thought that was so a interesting. Meme a meme account. Said, okay. Yeah. And for <laughs> our Gen X and Boomer listeners, Ooh, yes. what's a meme? What a Honestly, the hardest they question. might think it's pronounced. Yes, it's meme. <laughs> meme. How would you pronounce it? No, I said for for our listeners who aren't familiar with memes, they might think <laughs> it's, it's a meme. A meme. I like saying meme sometimes. <laughs> um, it's. I find memes to be so hard to describe. 
to like define because um, it used to be kind like, of have to see one sort of one. at the start of like meme culture it wasn't what we would call a meme now it used to be like any like internet thing internet little like tidbit joke. yeah or like it was the like why you so like it was all those weird like <laughs> I know Tumblr things. Yes. Yeah. No shade oh, yeah. to Tumblr. Like loved it in middle school. But um yeah, our Tumblr so is still relevant. It's it, a it, thing. It, it honestly is. It's crazy. Um but it's uh, it's just like they're like funny little things. So it's sort of like a picture, you know, it's um me like most people at parties like talking to humans and like hanging out, like me at a party playing with a dog in the corner. Yeah. It's like these funny little, like, they're relatable. Yeah. yeah. They're super hashtag relatable. Like, <laughs> some of ours are um, illustrated by our design team, like, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. And then some are GIFs. Some are, like, video ones, so it'll be a GIF. And then I think I just was scrolling through and I saw one that I made last week that was, like, Miss J from uh, Mary's Next Up Model, like, oh, gasping. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's some, it, it's, like, quote, yeah, I'm not really that into... We have a lot of dog memes. That's, that's, like, why I'm talking about it. Like, yeah, I'm not really that into dogs. Me. Like, gasp. Yeah. Like, what? What are you talking about? I so. read an interesting article about the doggo pupper language. Have oh, you, yeah. I haven't, like, delved into it. Tell me. It's it's all about... It's, like, just basically, like, the memification of dogs in yeah. general and how that's been, like, it's the biggest trend of memes so far. All of our so highest far. performing memes are dog memes. Yeah. dogs how, like, are adorable. White girls basically now call them, like, doggos and puppers, and that's, like... Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's also, a like, meme the Snapchat filter was like a big part yes. of that mm-hmm. the I memification agree. of dogs this is a thesis someone's gonna write the yes. thesis yeah i'm sure stuff. someone already sure is. Someone has. Yeah. i wrote about stranger things when i was a media <laughs> scholar um yeah so it's it's these fun little little instagram posts you know these little individual things and we there are a lot of meme accounts that are just meme accounts so like beige cardigan fuck jerry um mm-hmm. my therapist says like girl with no job um betches like there are a lot of these companies and so for us like i think this is it's before my time like a year and a half ago um but, but the, i mean even you saying that like it's, it's like wild. your job oh it changes like, it didn't exi- but even like the title of like a so- associate social media editor at bustle existed how long ago before you if it did at all a couple of years a year yeah. or two it's like moving I mean, so Bustle's quickly. only three years old, four years old, maybe. I should know this. Um, <laughs> but even just the field of like oh, social yeah. media editing is yeah. so new Completely. and it's changing all yeah, the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally, which is like it's fun and exciting, and it's um, yeah. yeah I mean, coming from a place where I work at a company that's right. hundreds of years old, literally <laughs> right. like eighteen hundreds old, and yeah. like the work has been the same the whole time. Like it's interesting. Yes, to talk it to someone a who, lot. It changes a yeah. lot. So it's totally possible that you could go into work on Monday and they could be like, "Okay, the next big thing in social media is here. You no longer do Instagram stories. You oh, do totally whatever the next big thing is." Totally. I mean, I don't think we would give up on Instagram stories because you're really they're like so them. good. Yeah, um, I mean, even Facebook yes. is how many years old, and you guys are still doing right, Facebook. Of mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Snapchat, though, is that mm-hmm. they were like, okay, like this new Instagram stories thing is out. Instagram stories is way easier for a brand to use mm-hmm. than Snapchat for a number of reasons. So we were like, cool, like we already have a really strong and engaged Instagram following, mm-hmm. and we don't have as strong of a following on Snapchat. So like, let's devote our time and energy and resources resources into doing something cooler on Instagram story. So that's what we did. We switched it all over, but Oh, our Instagram is meme account. <laughs> so, so for, but when Instagram stories launched, it was really exciting because it was a way for us to like, cause a lot of people follow us because they follow these other meme accounts and they're like, cool. Another meme account. Maybe it's a little more like feminist memes, yeah. but 
we were like, yeah, but we're also a women's website with like yeah. a lot of cool content and like videos and all this stuff. So Instagram stories is a way for us to like get into that, that editorial. Yeah. yeah. Now, while all your work at Bustle is amazing, I want to hear about your personal social media because, oh. as you were saying earlier, you're trying to <laughs> everyone. Say that Hannah is verified oh on Twitter, God. and I bring it up. Hannah is verified on Twitter. Her. Yeah. I'm, okay. Which I means have you can like talk to celebrities. Five hundred followers on Twitter, though. I know, and it's just fascinating to me it's, that you could. So Bustle got us all verified. DM celebrities, which is amazing. I love it. It's, I don't. I don't really know why they got us all verified, but I, I was mean, like, definitely. Like, if I was a business, and you are oh. the social media editor gives more gravitas to what you're doing i think for like the entertainment editors it's like very useful because they can dm celebrities or they can like they tweet at someone like whatever for me personally i'm like this is a fun party trick (laughs) like there's my blue check like cool i want to get verified on instagram because i care more about instagram but it's really hard to get verified on instagram okay but compared to twitter yeah i don't know why well because twitter you can submit yourself now too i think maybe like google that but um, very interesting yeah if you're just like i'm it's basically just like really who I say I am. Like, I am Hannah Caldwell. I do work at Bustle. Yeah. I am this. Okay. <laughs> so we want to hear more about your life as a millennial uh, now that we've talked about yes. your, your work life. I work a little um, bit. So where were you born? I was born in Connecticut from southwestern Connecticut, so Fairfield County area. Darien, so... specifically, if that means anything to anyone. I think John Mayer's from Fairfield. Of course John Mayer is from <laughs> Fairfield. How <laughs> often can we work John Mayer into every conversation? Um, literally every time. Literally every sentence. It's my personal mom lives game. in Fairfield now, so I like okay, when I go cool. home, I go to Fairfield. Um, and when were you born? What year? I was December of 94, oh, so like... Okay, so late 94. We're almost on the cusp. Sometimes I, yeah. you know, it's basically 95. Yeah. So when I'm calculating my age... I do 95. Yeah. So how old are you? 23? 22. 22. Oh, my God. I'm a young... So, yeah, because I was... The cutoff in Connecticut used to be August. Mm. Or, sorry, January. So you had to be... If You had to start... You had to be five by January of your kindergarten year. Oh, so and now it's baby. August. Oh, yeah. Wow. So now you have to be five before you start kindergarten. So... And if you're, like, November, December, your parents can choose to send you when you're four or you're five. Yeah. So my mom was like... Like get out, get like you I was my you know, mom perhaps was sure you were a mature toddler. Child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and my sister is November, so she also started when she was young. But I mean, there were kids in the grade below me that were older than me. Oh, they're like many. So Hannah. I, I like it. The only times that it's been so annoying is getting my driver's license Aww. and turning twenty-one. Yeah. Like I was like, I can understand that. <laughs> like, why are all my? I mean, I just made See, my. I was born driving. in January '94, so oh. we're almost a year we're, apart. Yeah, we're almost a year apart. Yeah. It's crazy. But we graduated so college at the same time. So you turned twenty. I'm twenty-three in January. I turned twenty-three. You just like, turned twenty-three. Yeah, I just, just turned twenty-three time. in January. It's May. <laughs> so my next birthday is twenty-four. That's yeah. We are like a year apart. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm young for my. Great. I'm not in a grade anymore. I'm just in life now. Life. I'm, <laughs> so weird. I'm still life. not used to it. I'm young for my grade, my graduating class. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I sort of. It was weird, like being in a dorm. Yeah. yeah. This morning. Yeah. I know. Like, I we visited like, NYU for this Kappa event, and like, I was like, oh, I was like, ah. I was like, oh. the guy was like, "Have you been here?" He was like, "Do you know?" He asked it in a weird way, but he basically was like, "Do you know how to get there?" Like, kind yeah. of. He's like, "Do you have you been here before?" And I hadn't been to this exact room, but I'd been to the dorm, and I knew. And so I was like. I was like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I used to go here, like, if I know how to, I know how to get there, if that's the question. He was like, uh. So I was just sort of like, I used to go here. Like, oh I was, like, God. being weird about it. That's so scary. Yeah, I went to my, my theater groups, um, my theater group in college, they had their spring production, and I, like, went to see it, and I was like, oh. oh I mean, God. I went to their fall one, too, but it, it, it just feels even weirder. Spelling Bee I last did. year, oh. and I loved it. Oh, I was like, you. 
the biggest fan of that. And I got to be on stage. I got oh to be a God, speller. I you're a speller. Yeah, yes. so if you don't know Spelling Bee is a musical, they're like, you I love bring it. in it's the audience. Favorite. Act I One has it. like audience participation because it's literally a spelling bee. Oh my God. And it's very calculated. Like you give either yeah. like the word cat or the word like onomatopoeia. Like homunculus or something. Oh my yeah, God. something that so, you're purposely getting wrong. Yeah. Guys, I want to tell a fun fact yes, about myself. Please. So I was the St. Patrick School Spelling Bee champion three years in a row, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Celebrity. Uh, no, but I do remember my losing word when I almost won the big, like, <sighs> state. it wasn't statewide, it was like... County? Bee? No, it was like half state, diocesan, because I went to Catholic school. Diocesan. If she yes. was a character in Spelling Bee, who would she be? Who would I be? Marcy Park. Marcy Park. Yes. She's a Catholic school girl. Exactly. And I was really Not good. Emily. And was good. then Weird. I missed the She's word. She's the one that sings I Speak Six Languages. What? Yes. How does she speak? I speak six languages. I could oh, like do the whole thing. I love it so much. Yeah. I only speak two languages, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so. she, yeah, you'd be Mark Spark for sure. Oh, is she an asshole? No. Okay, she's misunderstood. No, yeah. <laughs> She's a good character. None yeah. of them are like, they all have redeeming qualities. I except maybe Chip, but. There always has to be a villain. He's only in like one scene, though. No, in the beginning, right? He's in all of Act Doesn't One, he... and then he gets he gets cut first. Though he gets cut first, yeah. And then Ugh. he comes back and throws candy at the audience, right? Spelling yeah. bees are fun. Do kids still do spelling bees? I think so. I did spelling tests. I don't think I did spelling bees. Ooh. They do it. I have like cousins in elementary school, and I think they still do it. It's like really high pressure. I know. I loved it. Stress is great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so go on. Um, what was I saying? You're going to be a social media influencer. We're all going to follow oh my you. Gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so I am just sort of fascinated by this concept of yeah, like, what do you we think are to be an influencer. Super fascinated. Yeah. Um, mostly because like, that's not a word that like, I mean, I was like the word influencer, like mm-hmm. means something, but as a career, it's like, what is that? Cause it used to be the blogger. Yeah. And a lot of them are also bloggers. Like you'll often have a blog and a very popular Instagram, but, but I know blogs f- like super 2003. I don't know. I think that there are, they are coming still, back? like, a few strong. Yeah. I think that the blog has to, like, be a part of your larger brand. Is being an influencer most, like, in today's social media ecosystem or whatever, yeah. is being an influencer on Instagram the most prestigious or oh, most yeah. lucrative? Ooh. Or, like, what platform would one most want to be an influencer on? Interesting question. <laughs> um, yeah, probably Instagram. I yeah. think that... I see them at, like, Bachelor. I'm sure you follow a lot oh of, like, God. the Bachelor people. There's a lot of Bachelor influencers. If someone paid me to sell those dang hair gummy bears, oh, I would do it in sugar a bear hair. Oh, yes. yeah. In a heartbeat. All when that people stuff. are like, I can't believe they sold out. Like, this is ridiculous. I was like, if someone said they would pay you 5000 10000 some people make way more than that. Yeah. To post oh, yeah. an Instagram. I totally, I bought doing? stuff off of those. Like, really? when, um. Which ones? Uh, the teeth whitening or something? No, I think it was JoJo was doing Bombay yeah, hair like curling yeah. ones, and that's the They're curling cool, one the I have. Ones. Yeah, do and you it's like really it? Good. Yeah, I really. Yeah, like I it. mean, from what I've heard, they don't sell like. I just think it's funny that they all somehow sell the same stuff. I mean, oh, it makes yeah. sense that if a certain brand's like yeah, taps, totally. but well, it's, it's the, the same, same thing way that like every podcast, every podcast does has Blue Apron. Space and yeah. Blue Apron. Like, and I mean, it just makes it's just like how we want the Blue Apron money. And Lisa there's really no difference. Way to cook. I'm gonna keep saying it until they hear it. Blue Apron. Have you tried Blue Apron? Maddie's oh, yeah, a big I fan. Get, really? I do it every oh my week. Gosh. Yeah. That's how we first started to teach Maddie how to cook when she was the oh, resident I was youth. A noob, like yeah. scrambled, <laughs> I couldn't even chop anything. I had to teach her how to chop. And now I'm a wow. fancy home chef. Now you're a profesh. Yeah. I tried but, to hair flip <laughs> into your <laughs> into your headphones. I yeah, I think that the the YouTube or the the Instagram influencer is probably the strongest. But like yeah, so people have blogs still and people have I think that if you are one of the top YouTubers, like you can still definitely Oh, but YouTube's kind of, of on there. the way out. I 
I'm sort of. Because now they have YouTube Red. That's like a big thing. Yeah, I love YouTube. Like I have been into YouTube for a long time, and I still watch it. I watch it like pretty much every morning, like I'm getting ready. Who is your favorite YouTube star? Gosh. I'm obsessed That's with Hannah question. Hart. I just want to say I that. love Hannah Hart. I, I love her so much. Her on a Facebook Live. Hannah, her. would you like to come what? be on the podcast, please? Oh my gosh. Other Hannah, not this Hannah. She Both put Hannah's me on her together. Snapchat because <gasps> she was like, "Hey, like, you whatever, know like, Hart? we're uh, you know about to do a Facebook Live on Bustle," and she like turned and put me on, and I was like, "Bah!" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, ah. "She didn't like tag me or anything." Was yes. crazy. I mean, amazing. You never know, though. You are an influencer. P- they've seen my face. They've seen your face. The millions. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I so I still watch YouTube. I still love YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like both the beauty side, like I love Zoella and I love yeah. all of them, and also like Hannah Hart, Grace Helbig, like Mamrie Hart, Tyler Oakley, like all of them. Yeah. So I, I when someone tells me YouTube's on the ad, I'm like, but I still watch it. So it's yeah. sort of hard to. But then, when, like literally a year ago, I mean, we were doing social media at our, my company, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh, YouTube's the way to go, and you have to have YouTube." Yeah. And, da, 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 da. and now it's, it's I feel like, like if you're not yeah. in it by now, it's yeah. it's harder to break into. Yeah. Um, because it, I don't think it's growing at the same rate that it As was. It was exactly. But Instagram, I think, is. I mean, I think Instagram has the most daily users. That is, I pulled that out of my ass. I have no idea. But I mean, I mean, I think I look at my Instagram more than any. Like as a casual yeah, user Definitely. of social media, I look at my Instagram the most out of all. For sure, and I am the most passionate about like looking at everything that everyone has yeah. posted. I watch every story. I mean, I'm That's like awesome. crazy. But yeah, well, I mean, this is your You're job. I know. Every time I'm like, it's guys, it's my job. I'm professional. <laughs> when I'm like, st- make all my friends stop for me to take a picture. Like when my friends make me read their taxes, I'm like, thank <laughs> oh my you. God. They make you do that? Yes. Oh my. That's why I'm glad when I have people a completely get new credit cards. Curve. They're like, can you read my credit card agreement? Because you work in finance. That I'm like, is hilarious. You're like, no. My friends will be like, can you edit this? It's no, I don't mind me. doing the taxes because that actually like. I look at good. I should have made you do my taxes. My job, like that's something that I right. actually like can understand. But like your credit card agreement is like literally five hundred bajillion pages long, and I'm like, I'm not. Who, I'm do you even read your shit. own credit card agreement? No, no. Just, guys, just do it. Check the box. We're all gonna die one day. Who cares? Yeah, as long as it's not like a thousand percent interest, you're fine. Yeah. It's you're, or just you're, pay it off every month. That's I just yeah I exactly. Pay my exactly. Credit is important, kids. Yes. What? We could do a whole. I could do a finance tutorial. Just yeah, like, we need to. We need to brainstorm our list of. Topics. We've been trying to do a lot more finance content because there's just not a lot of yeah, finance content we were talking about it on the way for like here. like actual finance advice for millennials, yes, millennial women specifically, right. because w- we had a brainstorm once on like finance content that we'd want to do. And they're like, "What are some ideas that aren't like don't buy coffee?" Because oh that's the it's thing. so that demeaning. Too, that right? That's like the Susie Orman, if you know who she is. Yeah. she's like an old she's school like, like. I mean, she I, I like a lot of her advice. She's right. like a. She's definitely like a boomer she knows what she's generation doing, yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she knows what she's doing, but she, that's her big. She like, that's her big thing is like, right. don't buy coffee, like don't buy takeout, like. I would starve if, to if death. you, yeah. If if you save yeah. your pennies over time, that's what saves you. In Which the long isn't run. a bad advice, but it's, it's just not, like every time you. It's not realistic. Every time for you everyone. look up like how to manage my money as a young millennial woman they're always like don't buy coffee and you're like okay can i have some more advice yeah like i've done well, that nobody, and okay i don't so drink coffee but i have worked kind of independently for many years was yeah. a student um i just opened a 401k because i've never had a company sponsored 401k yeah. so i just opened one last year and if my dad wasn't an amazing knowledgeable human being i would have had literally no idea what to do and how to and it's so easy you literally go to like 
Vanguard.com, mm-hmm. click Roth IRA, $500, done. And now I have yeah. an IRA. And if I had known it was that easy, I would have done it at 22. But Which, nobody yeah. gave me that advice. I actually just started investing. Good for you. As a yeah, everyone should invest. Old. Well, it's just, so I, Maddie and I were just talking about this. I use Elevest. Which is, I think, so cool. I discovered on my own. And then, like, a week later, we had her into the office, yes. the founder of LFS, so Sally cool. Kroshek, I think is her name. Um, who, it was one of the, we, it was a Facebook Live interview, and I, like, watched it, and I asked a question during it. It was one of those interviews where I was like, you are cool. Like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. And I am really glad that I am investing, like, through your company, because I just, as a human, trust you. Perhaps that's, like, a dangerous game. It's not, like not to like get too off topic yeah. and you don't have to name names or anything sure. but like i know you have a lot of people into your office mm-hmm. you do interviews and like social media with people like you said this woman was like super cool are there ever people that come in that are like famous and stuff that you're like this person is just like a poser yes. like they're not cool mm-hmm. or does that not usually happen i don't what kind of non-disclosure agreement did you sign when you started working in bessel no well, i said don't name names. names i know i'm just like, saying i'm just wondering like yeah. if it happens name names where, as like, soon as we're off the air I don't, to, cool. I don't get to like meet everyone that comes through because I they're usually doing Facebook lives which I don't always participate in because that's through our video team if I'm hosting I'll meet them but um, or they'll do just like a photo shoot so our photo team and like design team and and all of those people tend to meet them a lot more like we just did a big shoot with Lucy Hale and like I was they said she was wonderful they had a really fun time my favorite celeb that I've met is Kristen Bell I three. Oh, yeah. I want to be her best she's friend. She's from Michigan. She's from Gross Point. I love her. She's so cute. I love the her new show, um, The Good Place. Yes, it's it really so funny. funny. It's her Jenny's favorite show too. It's so good. It's so good. Another show plug is Trial and Error. Have you guys watched that? No, is it good? <gasps> Jenny also told me about it's that. She said it's amazing. So good. It's the newest like NBC sitcom. Ooh. I think it's like Parks and Rec meets. Um, Arrested Development, oh. but with its own kind of spin, awesome. it doesn't feel I like love it. those are both iconic. <laughs> it's really good. Everyone should watch it. If yeah. you like all of those sort of NBC sitcom like mm-hmm. world, you should watch it. It's incredible. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have met any like famous person and been like, oh god, but they definitely exist. Oh, for sure. And like they Absolutely. definitely have been in our office, and yeah. I just maybe haven't been like the one. To well, I mean, I think that's also just curious. New York culture is like, we're so attuned to like, mm-hmm. leave celebrities alone, which is very different from like LA culture where everyone's like fawning. Oh, I definitely them. harass them, which is why I have a huge yeah, picture of me and Nick Bile um, in my living room. <laughs> yeah. When we have people come in sometimes that usually there's an, oh my God, um, Wendy Davis came in the other day oh, and we got to take a picture with her. She's amazing. Hmm? Who is Wendy Davis? She's this, I think, senator from Texas who did oh, that big okay. filibuster. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, she's just sneakers. Things yes. where I met her, and she was so she was so genuinely nice, and like shook her hand and chatted with all of us, whatever. And I was like, you just like could be president one day. It was one maybe of those she things, will be. Hopefully, I met asked. Mitt Romney in a men's <laughs> department at the Nordstrom one time. You know what? Anyone Tell us more, Maddie. That's <laughs> I'm special. Say it a little bit less cool, <laughs> but I'm happy it for happened. you. It happened. I was with my mom, and she was. Like this guy could be president because he was running for president. Oh. I was like, you were like, and I, then I was I like, guess. no, no, thank you. <laughs> you like it's probably not gonna happen. But like, if I met Barack Obama in the men's oh, department, like, whoa, I would cry. I, it was cool. It was in Michigan. I mean, yeah, Romney's from Michigan, cool. so it's, like, I got to go to the cool White House stuff. for Michelle Obama's last speech. You did not, first lady, guys. I could not hold it together. I probably would have cried a lot. I didn't get to meet her because, like, so we went to work with her, like, social director, I think is what it's called, which is more of, like, the events planner than, like, social media, who was amazing. She was wonderful. And it was, like, their last event. Like, we got to sort of follow her. We did an Instagram story with her, which was very exciting. And we, me and the other editor who were working on it, we were like, 
we're, we're probably going to be able to just, like, quickly say hi to Michelle, right? Like, it'll be, it, like, we'll just, like, sneak over and be like, hey, and we realize very quickly that it's, like, she's not, like, hanging around. Yeah. Like, she comes from wherever she has been and, like, is <laughs> on stage Because she is speaking, an angel. Right. And is on stage speaking and is gone. There wasn't a, like, oh, if we're, Meet like, great. here... <laughs> We're like, ah. but I, so I was like in the room where it happened to quote Hamilton. Oh That's awesome. And just we were in the back. We were like with all the media people like standing, and I was just like sobbing. Oh, was a wreck. God. I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, but I mean, like Paul Shear was in the office. He was incredible. Who? Paul Shear. Oh yeah, He's so good. <laughs> Milo Ventimiglia was there with his the cast of his day, <laughs> and our office. Yes. Is, we're we're in Gilmore catch. Girls' office. Oh. I just watched for the first time in November. I watched all seven seasons in one month. I'm only halfway through the first season. <gasps> Oof, I know. Gotta, That's good though. I wish I could experience it fresh again. I need to start from the beginning though, because when I started watching it, I was really really sick with um, bronchitis, and oh. I kept like falling asleep, and I was also very high on like medicines. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this is good. Yeah, um, we're we're a Gilmore Girls office. We so my boss is like obsessed, and I had to like she basically made me watch all of it. But so when Milo came in with all of his people, he was just doing like a quick thing, and so they had to be like, guys, be, be chill, be cool, be chill out, like no pictures, whatever. And we were like, okay. Oh but he God. walked in, and like we literally were all like, like <laughs> at attention in case he walked. <laughs> I like saw his back, and then I accidentally like. But like not so, not so accidentally. Like went to the bathroom and walked the like long way back and sort of ran into them. And I was like, "Oh my god!" But, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think, I mean, most celebrities when they're coming in too, it's like they're there to do their job. So they're like, yeah, for sure. I feel like where you run into like bad experience with celebrities is when someone's walking on the street and yeah. you just like stop them but it's like yeah but if yeah. you were stopped on the street all the time like wouldn't you sometimes be in a bad mood oh, too absolutely. yeah like sometimes i'd be like i'm just trying to get where i'm going like exactly. please stop yeah i mean if someone stopped me on the street now i would like kiss their feet but i know but that's true but like once you're famous right once, you're gonna be annoyed once the novelty goes away. <laughs> i almost ran smack into elizabeth moss like three days ago <gasps> she was coming out of the starbucks Ooh, up the street like from me. Wow. Yeah. and i was like paying attention to the dog and then i like looked up and i was like that's elizabeth moss and wow. i was like can't my dog once again like go sniff the adorable famous actress right. no no she's great she has no, to no. go towards the homeless dude <laughs> oh come on but. so a couple closing questions yes. yeah so as a professional social media person yes. where do you think the trends are going it's so hard because it's hard to predict i'm sure it's hard to predict because i don't know what they're like what the tech world is working on building yeah um but i think i mean it is not new but i think we're going to continue to see like the importance of this more live type coverage okay because i saw like facebook now has stories type thing yeah. as well i looks like but <laughs> sorry mark zuckerberg sorry i mean they own instagram and i am like a diehard Instagram stories fan. I've pretty much stopped using Snapchat altogether. Yeah. We still post on the bustle Snapchat, but my personal Snapchat is like a barren wasteland. <laughs> but my Instagram stories is poppin'. So I don't feel as bad that I don't like Facebook stories because they're the same parent company. Yeah. But I just, I'm like, why do I need this everywhere, every platform? Like, what else do I have to say? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think... People are caring a lot more about, like, aesthetic, too. Like, it's becoming more and more of this, like... Which is dangerous, because it's a little bit more of the, like, fake life. Do you think life. we're losing out on the candidness? Mm. Hmm. I think on 
Instagram feed that's gone. But that's why a stories little bit. Is but I think stories adds it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think it's such a personal choice. Like you can post just like random goofs on your Instagram stories, or yeah. like we produce on Bustle, which is like totally different. Mm-hmm. We produce like series, like we record and edit and do all of that. So it's. But I think that's what's cool is that all of the platforms that are popular right now are so customizable to like what you want your personal brand to be like such a ridiculous <laughs> no but i mean that's the world that we're living in right. right now where we all like no matter what you want your career to be you yeah. have to make sure that this brand you're yeah. presenting to the world is appropriate yes yeah, so on wild. that note maybe to end unless maddie has more questions top yes th- podcast three podcast. tips oh, oh i wanted to know oh. her top three tips for the best social media personal social oh media account God. guys i'm like or you can give like one tip. Okay. Okay. Personal personal social media accounts. Yeah. I mean, I think I don't want to sound like so contrived. So like, take all this with a grain of salt. No problem. Um, I think that that find that like as as tacky as it sounds, and as like millennial woman as it sounds, that like finding a personal brand that sort of speaks to you is great. And if it's super super specific, like some people like to do you know, the same borders on all of their Instagrams or they'll do like every post is three pictures and it creates like, like you create a vision, like your feed is, is its own visual, like picture painting. Um, or like you do all white sort of content, whatever. That's great. Or I just sort of have like a color kind of aesthetic that I like to go for. Like I like to do sort of high contrast, but also like a little overexposed and that's what I like. And that sort of like works there. So think about a consistent visual aesthetic. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, if you're, if you're just a person and you like want to share your things with your friends, like Who do whatever you want. Yeah. Like I, I think that's the number one social media rule is like, do what you want to do because it's yours. Mm-hmm. And like, no one has a gun to your head, like telling you to like have an all white aesthetic. Like yeah. I like to have sort of. Like, I, you know, there's certain things where I'm like, oh, I love this picture of me and my friends, but it's blurry and dark, so I've never posted it on my Instagram, which is like, okay, like, fine, whatever. But if you want to do that, like, great, do it. I love that. But I I think everyone should get into Instagram stories. That's my tip number two, because I'm okay. trying to make it happen. I'm, like, really trying to build up the Instagram stories thing. We'll do it. I'm going to do it. Because I think yeah. it's really good. Like, I really do think it's good, and I think that they're, they're, like, changing it all the time, and they're adding new and fun things. They really need to get on the the face filters Mm. game and Facebook stories has face filters Uh, and they're awesome. They're really good. But I'm like, look, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to post a Facebook story. I'm sorry. You better be careful because you're going to go into work on Monday and they're going to be like, Hannah. No, I, my person, I mean, but Facebook stories is not available on pages yet. So Bustle can't post Facebook stories. Perfect. So as me, Hannah Caldwell person, Miss Hannah Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> I will not. I don't know. Also, like, I I think that, so we got Facebooks when we were in, like, I got mine the day I graduated eighth grade. Like, yeah, same Facebook in high school. school yeah. I was allowed to get it because right. it was still, like, by school and you had to have a dot yeah. .edu right. email when address. College, yeah. Because so? I was a junior in college when Facebook okay. came out. Yeah. When it launched. So I, yeah, when we, when we got it, it was, like, supposed to be college and high school only mm-hmm. but i knew a lot of middle schoolers had facebooks and lied about their age yeah but my sister who's five years older than me was like you're not allowed to have a facebook and i was like 
okay. So, but I like got at the day I graduated eighth grade. She was like, fine, but I have to be your first friend. And I was like, okay. So I've had a Facebook for a long time. And when we first got them, it sort of was the thing to just like, you friend everyone at your school. Yeah, totally. Like there are people I'm Facebook friends with that I'm like, who? Like, who are you? Where did we meet? Oh, we went to camp together Wait, how many Facebook friends do you have? I don't know, probably like 1,500. 1,500? Yeah, maybe. I have over 1,000. Jesus. I definitely have. Yeah. Maybe more. I think the sorority is a lot. I went through in college at some point, and I got rid of a lot of people. It's because it was just the thing to do. But that, so, so because of that, I'm like, there's so many people on my Facebook that I'm like, I don't need, or even like my uncle, like, I just don't need to be posting all of that. And like, I have a public Instagram account, so like anyone can follow me there too. And there are definitely Mm -hmm. people that follow me from high school that I'm like, whatever. Icky. But... (laughs) It's just, but now, so the the kids these days yeah. don't really use Facebook. Yeah. They don't have Facebooks. That's what I've heard. And through they the grapevine. Instagram, and I don't think they care that much about Twitter, but they use Instagram sort of how we used to use Facebook, where it's like you follow and follow back everyone at your high school, hmm. which is why like I'm all excited because I'm breaking a thousand followers and I'm feeling famous, but these tweens have like <laughs> 1,800 followers already just because that's their high school. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like... Ugh. Losers. Follow me though, kids. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> um, but so it's sort of, and they all use Snapchat. They're like, but mm-hmm. they use Snapchat as like dirty sex pics. No, no, <laughs> no. It's like Snapchat. Tru- it's like the truest definition of social media of like a communication. Like they will yeah. text on Snapchat, and I'm like, but it disappears. Like what? And I guess yeah. that's sort of the that's interesting. That's so interesting. Um, but yeah, it's they all. My roommate's little brother is. Mm, 17 or 18 he's a senior in high school and we're friends because that's how it is yeah um and he has like texted me on snapchat before he was asking actually for face mask recommendations which oh, i nice. love and i was like text me like you have my phone number i don't know what's happening but it's like what the, it's just so interesting they have such different modes of communication and like i feel like there are all these rules that we joke about where it's like it's a you know first it's appropriate to follow someone like i would say that the first thing that's appropriate is to follow someone on instagram like, if you meet mm. a new person. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I'll follow your Instagram. Okay. Then maybe Twitter, then Facebook, then Snapchat. Interesting. Interesting. And, like, de- like depending where you can message them and, like, yeah. where's the first place that you could do... I don't know. It's so... It's complicated. It's a whole new, like, etiquette. It's totally a new Ooh, etiquette. project for you, Hannah. What? I think the social media etiquette, you could be the new... The Ms. Hannah Fraser could be the new Emily Post. Oh, my God. So... calling. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. And so to let's end, get I just want three podcast recommendations. So I listen to mostly comedy podcasts. Okay. Um, a lot of my coworkers are into murder podcasts. That's my favorite. Murder. I hate you the hate idea it. of that. I tried to do Serial. Oh I did like an episode of Serial first season one. And oh, I was talking like, about like true crime. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Like whatever. Okay. So I, you hate true crime. I, it, so what do you love? I don't like those books. Like I couldn't watch Making a Murder. It freaks me out. I'm into like fantasy sci-fi violence. Like that's fine, but like real violence, I'm like oh. Um, I really like You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes. Okay, Pete Holmes, it's, love him. It's a long one. It's like two or three hours. Oh, that's and okay. I tend to only listen to the ones of people that I know. Yeah. It's like a one-on-one interview thing. Um, but sometimes I surprise myself and listen to other ones, and those always are great, too. Um, it's funny, but sometimes it's also kind of just, like, serious, in-depth conversation, which I like. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, not a comedy one. I mean, it's, it's funny sometimes, but Fat Mascara is a beauty podcast that I love. It's two of my former intern bosses, actually, Jess Matlin, who is now the beauty and health director at Teen Vogue, formerly senior editor, beauty editor at Cosmo. 
So I was with her at Cosmo. And Jen Goldstein, who is the uh, senior beauty editor at Marie Claire. Sorry if I messed up your title, Jen. Um, but they're awesome. And so they'll talk about, like, what's new in the beauty industry and in the field and what's new coming up and, like, trips that they've taken or done, whatever. And then they'll also bring in someone to interview at the end of the podcast of, like, an industry mm-hmm. person. So it's definitely, like, a beauty lover's podcast. It's not perhaps as accessible for those who don't care at all, but I think that's true of a lot of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of my favorites. Um, I actually, I really like this podcast called Dynamic Banter, Oh, which is these two like YouTube comedians, um, Steve Zaragoza and Mike Falzone. And they, I think they're like 30 something. Like, I don't know. They're just like these men who are just weird, like ridiculous people. And they used to work for this company called SourceFed, which was an, a YouTube channel, like news sort of type channel that just got shut down actually like last month, very suddenly. Mm. It was very dramatic. Scandal. And like, I was really upset about it for like a while. I still am upset about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it got shut down, but they, they've been doing their podcast for a while and they're still doing their podcast. Um, but I used to listen to Source. I used to have a podcast. I listened to that one too. But now oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I have one. I, I'm very behind. I'm bad at listening to my podcast on time. I have like a backlog of podcasts. So mm-hmm. I'm listening to podcasts from like months ago. Nothing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you guys heard the, you know, what uh, the Phoebe Robinson episode of You Made It Weird? And everyone was like, <laughs> yeah, it came out so long. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> bye. Sorry, but it's. It's sort of interesting because it they'll be talking about like certain life events or like world happenings mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like it sort of lets me like reflect on things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I get to like because I feel like the the world moves so quickly and yeah. sometimes you forget to, to reflect. Live. A little. Yeah, so it's those are three of my. I really like to- two dope queens. Oh yeah, that's a classic. That's a good one. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Hannah. Thank you. This was awesome. This is so fun. And everyone follow. At Miss At Miss Hannah Fraser. There you go. Is that all your social medias? It at is. Miss Hannah I am Fraser? uniform. Consistent. Yes. Yeah, that's my like consistency. It's my Snapchat that I don't post on, but you can follow me. So follow her mostly on Instagram. <laughs> but Instagram, mostly on yes. Instagram, please. Yeah. And follow to... the bustle as well. Yeah, bustle we're everyone at bustle. check it out. It's, it's awesome. Easy. Yeah. And follow and like us on Facebook. If you would like to participate in our show, we would love to hear from you. We have an email address hello at campadulthood.com we would love to hear your stories I feel like the show thus far has been us talking about our experiences and having conversations which has been great and our guests have been great but we would like to expand the conversation if you've had a unique experience of being a millennial, being a young person in school, in the workplace whatever that means to you, we would love to hear that and we want to highlight your experience and give you a platform um we also have a twitter and instagram so far and we will have a facebook so far twitter and instagram both at camp underscore adulthood um we would love to see pictures of what you're doing cool projects that you're working on if you want to tweet us questions if you want to tweet us examples of you know things that you've experienced hot topics we would love suggestions Um, different guests that you want to have on that are available in New York City to talk to us. Anything that you want, we want this to be a crowdsourced endeavor. So please connect with us. We'd love to talk to you. And with that... Thanks for listening. Oh, um, so we are your hosts, Shay Keats and Maddie Yergi. Yes. Uh, We're produced by Jenny Mayfield. Absolutely. uh, Even though she's not here today. Sad face. Um, Thanks for listening, guys.